Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined by Kyler Staley and Mason Asher, who Mason just went mute. Good timing there. Now he's unmuted. Good. Good. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good. Doing all right. Good. Doing busy, all right. busy day. Busy day. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Well, not, yeah. It was, last week was nice because I had fall break. and Basically, I was on vacation, so could relax the first day after the first the first Monday after the first day of the fall league is usually kind of feel like a train wreck most of it's mental just getting everything lined up the second week is much easier I woke up today actually kind of refreshed and and uh ready to roll yeah I was I agree I was I was a little bit more tired last Monday than I was today so I, I completely agree with you there yeah I get the I get the high of coaching on Sundays, and then like I when I get home and try to lay down, I'm still thinking about the games. So I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. I've I've been having trouble sleeping the past two Sunday nights. I mean, I I get that, I, and I look. I don't want to marginalize my own fall league, but I don't know. Th- th- these are the games that keep me up at night. <laughs> hey, when I'm the only one. This is the only time I ever coached throughout the year. <laughs> I, I take it personally. Yeah, you basically have described every Friday and Saturday night of me in the spring. <laughs> win or lose. Even when we win, it's like there's 13 things we did wrong. And we we could improve it. Not not that it's not that it's necessarily like a negative thing. Just you know, you're looking at it like okay, we won this game by 6, but and this is just me internally. Not a, this isn't something that I necessarily talk to the kids about, and certainly not until we like maybe prepare for the next game. Um, but you know, there's like, okay, here's four or five ways this could have gone wrong, four or five things we could have done better. I mean, that's just that's constant, and that's it's part of it. I mean, it's no different than when I was coaching school ball, and and you know, you just always try to think of ways you can improve and. And I, to me, sometimes that's the fun of it. Um, but but in the you know in the summer the AAU stuff when you have eight AM games that's not fun. When you're when you're getting when you're having trouble getting to sleep and you know you got to roll out of bed at six AM that's definitely not fun. I, I'm just struggling. I, I'm stressing out having enough people on my team show up each week now. Uh, now that I've gone through a, a two games where I've only had five kids, it's it's rough. Yeah, well, it makes subbing easier, and that's that's the yeah, nature of fall break. And that's why we have nine guys on teams, you know, because um, you'll you'll have a kid. And then I found out your one roster just has eight kids, so that that was that was yeah. probably that's on that's my fault. That my uh my older group, I think. Yeah, yeah, just has eight kids in the roster. I'm not sure what I did there. I mean, it's even in the spreadsheet, like my master spreadsheet, it just, it just has eight kids. So. Yeah, but but we're working on a ninth. We're working on a ninth. Hopefully, yeah, get... that's that's fair, and it is. That's part of it. We look. We've always dealt with fall break, 
and you've got especially now that there are different times of you know different times of the month for kids it used to always just be the like the the week before it used to always just be the third week where we had to mess with it and you know but most people it was usually just Thursday Friday so a lot of times they didn't really have you know there was never like huge vacations that people took so you just wouldn't have that many kids miss now you've got guys that are you know, everybody has at least a week. Some schools have two weeks, right? And I think so. Yeah. So you get guys going vacations and they're gone and they still want to play because they're going to be here for three of the four weeks. And, you know, that's where you get guys out last week, guys out this past, you know, yesterday. This week we'll probably have, I would imagine we'd have everybody there this week or at least coming pretty close. So it's, um, and then the last week you'll have, you know, everybody for sure. Um, unless there's some other conflict that they have. But anyway, we're going to talk about some of the top players we saw this past week. Got a chance to watch a little bit more. Certainly paid attention to the two teams that blew me out this week. So I'll at least have some recommendations on those games. Um, but Mason, let's start with you. And, you know, just kind of anybody – I mean, I know you were writing some stuff down all day, was, even as a little slower for you. So you were taking more notes this week than last week. What'd you come up with? Yeah, and and I thought it was a good thing this week that um, you know, no one, you know, that really stood out to me last week, you know, stood out extremely, you know, extremely visible this week either. So I got a whole new, you know, list of twenty names or so of kids that played, you know, really well, and that could be. Um, you know, a little, a little bit because of, you know, some absentees last week were here this week and vice versa. Um, but one kid that really stood out to me was Merrick Adams from Daleville. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I was watching him play and then trying to figure out who it was, uh, because it seemed like every time I'd look over to, uh, the games he was playing both his first and second game, it seemed like he was knocking down shots. Um, you know, he's six, two guard, pretty smooth, the ball in his hands, um, you know, has a pretty fundamentally looking shot where he doesn't, you know, necessarily need to be completely square to the basket, but he does a good job of getting square to the basket, um, you know, on the pull up off of a screen, you know, on the catch. Uh, so he gets and is always ready to shoot the ball. Um, and and he made a couple from, you know, four, five, six feet from behind the line too. Uh, and, and every time he shot the ball, uh, whether it was from the perimeter or even in the mid range, um, you know, you could just kind of tell that he had the confidence that, you know, it was getting ready to go in. Um, and then another kid that I, I really liked um, was Terrence Davis. Um, not sure where he attends or what year he is. Just, I couldn't find any information in the high school. Um, you know, there, he had not filled his high school out. So I'll um, definitely, go up to him next week and, and figure that out just so I have it on hand. And so I can, you know, talk about him again next week, but he's, he's a freshman. Um, um, yeah, I think he's out. a 2027. He is. I think he might be a North central kid, but I'm not a hundred percent positive. Um, I, I asked around a little bit and I didn't get anyone who knew where he went. So uh, I said, I thought it might be North central, but, not 100% sure, um, but 
he was scoring at all three levels. Um, you know, it didn't really seem like he was, you know, trying all that hard to really score that many points either. And he ended up with 40. Um, and, and I thought he probably was going to be around there. Um, just again, kind of like Merrick looked super confident with the ball in his hands, um, you know, with scoring at all three levels. Uh, once he got to the rim, he was um, kind of using his footwork really well to to get defenders off balance and, you know, kind of create wide open layups for himself. Um, and I thought for, you know, his age of being probably a 2027, um, you know, just kind of seeing who he was playing against and everyone else was kind of the same age. Um, you know, that really, really stood out to me. And he had, you know, one of the best scoring performances of the weekend. Yeah, we still have, we, you know, the teams that enter, we kind of let them do their roster as they need to. And again, they have the same fall league issues that the other teams do. You know, right now the league is, last few years the league has been 50-50 team entries versus individual entries. I'm always glad that our individual entries do well, uh, those teams, especially at the, the varsity pool level. Um, and sometimes it's harder at the younger level to vet everybody. Um, but, you know, we don't have everybody's n- names. We don't have everybody's numbers, you know. So it's it's not trying to throw any particular, any single coach under the bus. <laughs> But we do have a lot. We do have a vast majority of the names, and we do have most of the numbers, and makes it easier for us to to figure out who's playing and how they're doing, and and who it is that's looking good. So um, that's something that we strive to do every year: is make sure we have updated rosters as much as possible. And you know, some sometimes the coaches change and. You know, and if we don't, if they don't tell us, then they're not necessarily in the, you know, they're not necessarily in the book other than just their number and maybe a, maybe a first or last name. Usually they put a, a first name and that's about it. But Kyler, who who stood out to you? Let's get started on the kids you liked. Yeah, I got a few, but first, Mason, did you, uh, did you give a shout out to Mason Daryl? Did I, did I, I think I missed that, right? I did not. Oh, you didn't? Sorry. I, I got few things going on. I thought you said Mason Daryl for a second. Uh never mind. Nope. I said uh I had Merrick Adams. That's Merrick probably Adams. who okay. you sorry. Sorry. I thought you were giving someone on my team a shout out. But uh um, I'll leave that to you. It's my bad. Nah. Um I already gave him a shout out last week and everything. So I don't want to kind of um replicate or anything. But uh I think the first set of games, I think they were on the same team if I remember correctly. Um, I really like Jameer Avery and uh, Han- Henri May. I think that's how you say his first name. Henri. Uh, yeah, really, really like those guys. Start off with Avery. Um, you know, he's a, probably like a six-foot guard out of uh, Ben Davis. You know, really explosive. He's got some natural strength, really strong legs. Um, really enjoyed how he was able to split the defense and play through contact. Um, and I thought his court vision was really great, too. He uh, He made some sharp passes. Um, you know, just a real aggressive guy. He's got a tight handle on the ball, um, with great passing ability and everything. I think he could be in line for a breakout season. Um, I think he's a 2025, if I remember correctly. Um, not not for sure where he's gonna fall in the Ben Davis rotation, but I would assume that he's gonna get some some minutes at the varsity level. Um, and then next with May, um, just super athletic, uh forward, um, about six seven, I would say, long athletic post. 
Um, scored mostly around the rim, but he showed an ability to stretch the floor out as well. Um, defended the post really well as, um, as well. You know, he was up vertical. Um, any shot that came by, um, he was up vertical. He was very disciplined. Uh, had a few uh, block shots that um, um, that came his way and everything. So just kind of a true modern-day big, I would say. Um, got a lot of upside, I think, too. Um, goes to Tinley, uh, another 2025. Uh, should have a big junior season and everything, especially, you know, with uh, um, Design Hall, you know, not there anymore. Um, you know, he's probably going to be the guy there and everything. But uh, those two um, on the same team, I thought they had a really good one-two punch combo. Yeah, I think sticking I mean, May will be a kid that you know he'll he'll go as his motor goes. I mean, it's it's a lot like that with it's a, it's a lot of that with bigger kids that have uh, come late into skill development, and you know he's he's progressively gotten better each time I've seen him. Um, and I, I like Jameer Avery was a kid that can't remember where I saw him. It may have been. May have been in June. Maybe it. Maybe it's been like a, one of the the team camps or the team leagues where I I really liked. Really, I I just I remember tweeting something about him, and then got a thank you from him and or at least somebody in his in his family, and then they were one of the first people to sign up for the fall league. And she's like, the pair whoever I think it was his mother signed him up said you know so. We, we sign him up, we get him on it. He gets on a team, right? I said, absolutely. So, you know, it's knew he was going to be playing in the varsity. You know, he knew he was going to be in a good situation. And, you know, it's the, one of the things we do when I break up the teams is divide up the, the, the point guards and divide up the bigs. Cause those are the things that are hardest to come by sometimes, even though there's a lot of point guards in the state of Indiana, but you, you try to balance it out too. make sure you're not over overflowing with, too many, too many primary ball handlers on one team, or else it's just not enough basketballs. But no, he was, he was a kid I was looking forward to see play, and I'm, I'm glad he's doing well. Uh, sticking with those early games, you know, we got to we got to give credit to the Jimtown eighth grade team. They they signed up wanting to play, uh, definitely wanting to play an, an uptick of competition, and we had at one point four school teams. And then two teams that I thought were um, pretty moderate AAU-type teams. Uh, Then we had a couple of eighth-grade teams that we knew were going to play up a level. Um, But then those four younger teams bowed out. One, because they just felt like with fall break, and I guess they had – when you get kids all from the same school missing for the same time, it is tough, but – but uh, the other one was the kids had some injuries too. Their key, some of their key players got hurt playing football. Nothing serious, but but Jimtown stuck it out, you know. And they decided they were going to stay and play. They wanted to play good competition, and and they are definitely getting good competition. And they're battling, you know. I like, I do like, uh, I like Xander Whitaker. I know they've got a couple of kids. Him and I'm gonna, I got to get a first name here. Um, uh, what's Dominic Fay, those two kids are kids that they feel um they let's just say coach Layton feels like this is a good class for him. And and they've got some guys that can play. They are pretty good. One through looks like they're they're they probably got three or four guys that are pretty solid. Like I said, led by uh Whitaker and Fay. 
but the you know the other guys were having trouble with the speed of the game and some of the size differentials. And it's not just height; it's it's strength. You know, and and you've got a bunch. They've got a bunch of kids that have not hit puberty yet, and they are playing. They are playing some teams that have some pretty stout kids, even if they're not super tall. Uh, but I did watch their their first game yesterday, and they, they were playing Coach Baker's younger team, made up of of mostly eighth graders. Uh, a couple there are a couple seventh graders on that group, but um, now I got to get their numbers here. Um, before it's it's Jarrett Harris. Hopefully the name is and uniform numbers are a match. Uh, but that's what that's the information we've got. Jarrett Harris is is a pretty impressive kid, about six three and skilled and a good athlete and and understands, you know, he's not he doesn't just play fast. Like, you know, Kyler, you were talking about your younger group yesterday before game started about how they just want to go, 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 go. You know, they don't understand, they don't understand pacing. They don't understand, uh, you know, and I, I don't mean change the speeds necessarily, but but they're just constantly on on the attack without much of a plan. This kid seems to have a plan. You know, he seems to know what he's doing. He seems to understand that defense is going to react to him. He finds kids. Um, any little thing you can nitpick with him, he's an eighth grader. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about eighth graders, but – in fact, we rarely do, except for the fall league podcast. But, but I thought he was definitely a standout. And then the other kid that team, the coach Baker had, was uh, Jahan Lawson, who I believe, um, well, at least he's looks like he's slated to go to Warren Central. But I, you know, I don't know. These guys are still middle school kids. But those two kids stood out for Coach Baker. And again, you know, Coach Whitaker's group from Jimtown. You know, they're doing they're doing what they can and this week hopefully we'll get some uh we'll, we'll, hopefully this week they'll, they'll they'll pull up a win or two I think they play you don't they no you already played them played them yep played them uh, beat them pretty badly yeah, Mason, yeah what, just real, real quick ahead, on Mason. that Jimtown team um yeah so I, I went over and, and was kind of perusing the five courts when Kyler was was playing that Jimtown team uh, and like he said they they beat them pretty handily um but but like you said jim uh, xander stood out to me in that game uh as a, as a pretty solid offensive threat uh and then there was a kid number 12 on that team as well um who must have just been you know an, an add-on because he was not on on any roster uh but he hit six threes in that game too uh so he you know his his shooting ability was pretty good and that's and i'm hoping that he's Oh, that's is it? Not, that's Dominique Fay, yeah. Okay, so um, he he shot the ball really well, um, which um, you know kind of attracted my attention when I when I posted it up on that court for a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, they like you said are, are are wanting to play some some competition, and that's you know exactly what they're getting. Keep going, Mason, with some more guys. Yeah, so uh, another kid that, that really stood out to me um, was was Nate Moore from Frankton. Uh, yeah. I had heard some rumblings about him uh, last week and, and wanted to make it a point to see him this week. Um, and he's a 2024. Um, he has has a nice jumper, hit, hit, I don't know how many threes I saw. Um, but you know, was, was getting to the basket a little bit too. 
Um, you know, once once they kind of started pulling out onto him on the perimeter, uh, he was creating for himself and others. Uh, and I thought, you know, overall, you know, he, he showed the ability to be, you know, a solid three-level score with a little bit of length. Um, and, you know, you could kind of see him uh, doing some things that, you know, you're like, okay, this this can really translate to the next level in terms of his scoring ability and, and kind of how he was going about uh, getting his open looks and, and getting to a spot on the floor. Uh, but he shot the ball really well in both games once again, um, and, and that was something that people were kind of talking about last week was his shooting ability. Um, and then and someone that both Kyler and I uh, thought played pretty well was was Cam Reich from Speedway. Yep. Um, you know, he's a six-one guard, you know, wing type player who was, you know, kind of just making shots from anywhere and everywhere on the floor. Um, you know, he was he was making step back jumpers with hands in his face. Um, you know, he was he was making jumpers from the perimeter from the mid-range, was getting to the rim and finishing with both hands. Um, you know, was was just hitting tough shot after tough shot after tough shot. Um you know, I, I thought that he probably could have been a little bit better in his shot selection. Um, you know, just not taking a shot every single time down the floor, no matter if it was a good shot or a bad shot. Um, but obviously that's something that, you know, sometimes players fall into during fall leagues and showcases and stuff like that. Um, but he was, he was a kid that, you know, I think ended up playing, I think it was the first game and, you know, Kyler and I are both like, okay, this kid's playing, you know, playing pretty well. And yeah, he scored over 20 points in both games they played. Yeah. Um, Him and Jet, Jet Turner, who is it? Yep. Who, who's at Tenley. You know, he, he came on yesterday too. I think that, you know, Cam missed the first week again, fall break. They got another, they got a six, six kid, Dion Richmond, who, who's been good in this league, but he missed last week because of a football visit and then missed this weekend because of fall break. And, you know, so they're, that team's going to, you know, that team's going to have some more pieces. Cam helped them a lot. Him and him and Turner both, I thought, scored the ball very well. Um, you know, there was a little back and forth, your turn, my turn type stuff going on with that group. Um, but, you know, all in all, and then one of their players left their jersey behind. Uh-oh. Picked it up on the, found it on the floor, found it. So that's good. We've we've already connected with Coach Turner, so we'll get that cleaned and get it back to him and all that. That's good, but yeah, all in all, uh, both those guys I thought were pretty uh, pretty good scoring the basketball. Mace, anybody else in those in those first set of games that you want to discuss? That. Oh uh, yeah, so I can't remember if he was in the first set of games, but it was a kid who stood out to me. I know he was in the afternoon, but he stood out to me, you know, super quickly. That was Cash Daniels, the 2027, um, you know, going to Cathedral. Uh, You know, he's a, you know, he's a smaller guard, 5'10", 5'11", but, you know, he has a ton of athletic ability in his his frame. Um, You know, he can can get to the rim quickly with a burst of speed. You know, he's not, he's not only fast, but he's quick. He's got a really quick first step as well, but he's also, you know, super fast up the floor in transition. Um, you know, he's he's got a lot of skill to him around the basket too, where he can, you know, either go up and score the ball or he can kick it to a, you know, a shooter or, or kind of dump it off to one of his post players or, you know, a slashing wing getting to the rim. 
um, you know, I was, I was really surprised to see him, you know, go up and, and almost dunk the ball. You know, he, he kind of got rim stuff, but like, you know, that kind of jumped off the page to me because, you know, I hadn't really seen that type of, you know, that burst of athleticism uh, until that. And then I, you know, was like, okay, this kid, you know, this kid actually has, you know, really good athleticism, even though you could kind of see that with how he is playing. Just didn't think, you know, he'd be able to go up and, you know, almost, almost dunk the ball. Um, so that was another kid to me that, that really stood out quickly. And, you know, obviously someone who, who didn't, um, you know, hop on my radar um, last week. They, uh, that group was kind of a sub team for um, Coach Thomas's group. Coach Thomas is his son is Blessed Thomas. So th- those two kids went at each other in the prep hoops freshman camp. So it, it was funny that Blessed couldn't be there, but then but then Cash came in and you know got a chance to watch them both play. So that was a that was a plus. Uh, they were uh, some of those kids were up at Pangos, I think Pangos, uh, up up near Chicago. So they, um, we got a collection of guys to come in and play those games and worked out pretty well. I'd rather have that than forfeits. Even if I can, even if I can work around the forfeits, and even if it saves a little money, I'd still like with court rental and and referees. I'd still rather have the games and because it's just a chance to watch these guys play. So. Kyler, anybody else from that first session? I've got a couple more names I want to throw out there, but but go ahead if you got somebody. Yeah, I got I got one more person to add. Um, and he's actually on my younger team. And we talked a little bit about him uh, last week, but I uh, didn't really um go too in depth with him as uh Thomas Stargill. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. Um from Richmond, freshman 2027, about 5'11, I'd say. Um, but yeah, he's um, I mean, I'm just gonna say it, he's the best player on my younger team. Right now, um, excellent motor. His motor is just nonstop on both ends of the floor. Um, another one of those kids right now that obviously just hasn't grown into knowing what pace is um, in a game or whatever, but he attacks the rim and he attacks the defense so hard, so aggressively, so explosively. Um, you know, and he's really good when he does get to the rim. You know, there's sometimes where he does have, you know, trouble finishing or whatever just because of how fast he's going. But um, when he's able to be creative with the ball, um, you know, and score in creative ways around the rim. It's really impressive to watch. Um, going back to that Jimtown um game, you know, we kind of set up our defense to where we were going to press the whole time, um, and then we were going to trap, and then that led to uh so many um, you know, just steals and scores for Thomas. Um, you know, once he got out in transition, there was nobody that was going to stop him or whatever. Um, did show a little bit, um, a little bit of a shooting ability. Um, from three, but that's still a work in progress as well. But uh, just overall, really crafty player, plays hard, um, a lot of lot of good speed, and I think he's going to be a player come uh, you know, come the next couple of years in the twenty twenty seven in state class. Yeah, I think just three more names coming from Coach Romando Thomas's team with Team C one. It's they're all freshmen kids. Uh, Carter Crumb from Park Heritage. I would expect him to play significant minutes this year. For Coach Shelsky, I don't know. The, I don't know whether or not he'll start six two, six three forward. Uh, good skills, um, but then also Jackson Kirk and Dylan Naga from Noblesville. Both those kids, I, I 
I would imagine both those kids will get will be on the JV. I'm just spitballing here. Definitely not speaking for Coach McClellan. But I saw Jackson at, uh, again, the freshman prep hoops camp. Liked him there. And then uh, Dylan, this was the first chance, getting a chance to watch him play. Didn't see the whole whole of their game. Uh, but it definitely was enough. And then then you go back and you look. Uh, sure enough, I, 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 did, I did get a chance to watch him last week. So I got to see Carter play. But again, the two Noblesville kids were out because of fall break. And this year, this week they were there, and they both had Nega and Kirk both had good games. Now they 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 got beat by Coach Loving's team. Um, let me get to their group real quick. Uh, Roosevelt Franklin was one of their better scores from George Washington High School. Uh, then they have they had a sub this week, Julius Gizzy. Uh, who had a, who had a productive day, but the the problem was is he's playing mostly with sophomores and and freshmen. So, um, as well as playing against sophomores and freshmen, so that may have been a little bit of a a little bit of an easy pickings there for for Julius. Um, I, I know they um, they were looking to fill a couple spots. Uh, I would assume because of fall break, and one of his friends is on the team, so. I don't think they differentiated what 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 they were actually playing in uh, versus uh, you know because Gizzy should you know Gizzy's going to be a you know he's a starting point guard at New Pal as a sophomore so so those two guys had good games for for Coach Loving's team playing Coach Thomas's team and that's Coach Thomas's only loss so he's three and one so far and and doing quite well. Right, let's move on to the older games or the the later games, not necessarily older, but later. Um, Mason, what um, other than watching my team's team get their butt kicked for two games, anything what what stood out to you? Uh, yeah, so I thought uh, Jordan Lomax uh, played pretty well again. Um, you know, he's pretty bouncy, can score the ball multiple ways. Uh, I thought, you know, at times he showed flashes of being solid on the defensive end of the floor as well. Uh, you know, he's got a little bit of length. Um, you know, he can and play a couple different spots on the floor, um, and, and we all kind of know that he can he can score the ball too. Um, but I really liked some of the flashes that I saw him, you know, show on the defensive side. Um, and then another, another kid that I thought, um, you know, showed me something this week that I didn't see much of last week uh, was Eli Ellis um, from Plainfield. I know that you played against him, Jim, uh, but you know, he, in he, played games, our, he played in the Arcade Guy program as well. So, yeah, I, so I, thought, I told him he wouldn't miss shots and he didn't miss shots. So. Yep, that's exactly what I was getting, Man. Exactly Man, my, uh, what I was getting ready to say. My guys, I told them, uh, I think it was Mason, Daryl, and then Ellie, I told them both, I was like, you do not leave him whatsoever. Yep, and, um, you know, at times people are leaving him, uh, and he was making shots, and at times people weren't leaving him, and they were still making shots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of what he's going to do, and that's exactly what he did. Um, You know, I, I don't know. How many threes he made, but you know, it was probably close to ten to twelve over the two games. Um, and you know, just looked confident doing it. 
Um, and then another kid that, that stood out to me that I think we might have talked about last week, but I didn't talk about him was Jaden Ford, um, you know, from Tech. Yeah. Um, you know, strong wing can finish the rim. You know, I thought he played, you know, with a little bit of toughness too, because uh, I believe that was a kid that had the bloody nose, right, Kyler? Yeah, he uh, busted his nose the first half or first game, I think. Yep, and and as as Kyler mentioned earlier, he had five players for the two games, and um, you know, he just kind of shoved some tissue up in there, and you know, didn't come out because he couldn't, and and played, I thought, pretty well for you know not being able to breathe out of out of one nostril, um, and and you know, kind of showed a, you know to me a lot of toughness being able to. Um, you know, still knock down some jumpers, run the floor, um, never, never really, uh, you know, kind of stop playing with, with a motor, um, you know, when, when it, it was needed. Um, and then Bryce Tyler. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh, I, I just have one more guy here and and it's, um, Bryce Wren from Terre Haute North. Jim, you're familiar with him. Uh, I thought he showed, um, you know, some flashes, in the post, uh, I thought he, he did an okay job creating some space around the basket. Um, defensively, I, I thought he showed some promise as well. He's, you know, a long and lanky, um, you know, forward who's who's not overly strong, but just has a ton of length, some long arms, um, and, you know, can kind of create some, you know, kind of create a mess in the interior when, when smaller guards and, and wings come in to try to score the ball. He, super rim protector and extremely good without the basketball as far as cutting into space and f- and finding gaps and and you know and finishing around the basket not bad he's not a post up guy by any stretch he's he's definitely a rim run guy and I I, I would say that that's you know he's never going to be super thick and you know I've joked with him I'm not sure that we're ready for the point rim experience. Um, which is a lot of, you know, which is what his dad would have done when he played. His dad, Matt Wren, is Indiana State great, Silver Creek legend. And, but he's, you know, he's, I love his motor. Uh, he, he doesn't back down. Um, and he is, uh, like I said, a fantastic rim protector and, and doesn't get, doesn't get buckled under a whole lot. Doesn't get, like when he hit, gets hit, he doesn't like change his body. He's pretty, pretty good at staying up but Kyler I was going to ask who were the five guys that were there for your your older team I had Ellie um I had Ellie and then I had Mason Daryl um Cam Webster who else Elijah Sanders and then Jaden Ford so they had three tech kids and then Webster and Daryl yeah yeah so I, I basically I had my starting five from last week so okay I had all well yeah, I know Williams will be there next week. He was on fall break. Um, I I think the Werda one is is interesting because you know yeah, yeah one of the first one of the first ones to sign up. And again, that could be a fall break thing too. I yeah. hadn't had any any input from them on where they are, but um, yeah, guys. I mean, I want to echo what the the team that we play that. Lomax was on, um, and Ellis, that's who played us. And, you know, another guy that's I've always liked and his has been Grant Porath, him and his brother, but his brother's not playing. His brother's playing football, but, 
but I thought that, you know, he's he's been one of those kids that offensively has it's scoring production has taken a backseat to his playmaking, definitely taken a backseat to his defense. Uh they Brownsburg has mastered the art of having tremendous defenders who are tremendous passers, uh, who sometimes are secondary scores. Uh going back to going going back to um Luke Lacey, who who ended up playing football in college, and then going back to Darian Ringo, who of course played um on some of their good teams, you know, up leading up to 2015. And then he played at Miami of Ohio for, for three years. And, and, you know, Grant, Grant's one of those guys too. And and then Will Spellman, just a physical, physical kid and a big kid for center Grove. I mean, it's, you got to look at what center Grove has with, with Spellman and, and Schmitz and, and Bundy and Baird or Bird, who's a six, six kid who, you know, who shoots it well. Then they've got Michael Chikosi, um, who we think was there this weekend, by the way. I would think that's who that was on, on Saunders' team with uh, number number eight, then number 12. So pretty sure that was Chikosi and not McGrew. If that doesn't already confuse the issue. Um. I'm not I'm pretty sure I, I know I asked if that was McGrew and and the guy that actually coaches that team said yes. So I have to we'll have to go back and revisit that and figure out who it was. But but I'm getting some insistence that that was Chicozzi. And if that's the case, he was good. I liked him. I mean, you know, offensively, not much around the not much beside around the basket, but he still got he still plays with a good motor. He's strong. Uh he's Definitely a defensive presence in the paint. And, you know, that's a kid that uh, is has moved into Center Grove this year, so he's going to help them be better. I think Center Grove's going to come out. You know, when we start doing some preseason stuff, Kyler, they're probably going to be in the top ten. Yeah, I, I I was I was I was this way in June when I watched them at Charlie Hughes. I'm very, very high on Center Grove this year. Very high on them. Coach Hans got it going. That's a good team. Very unselfish team, too. Kyler, who's, who, who do you want to talk about in the late games? Oh, man. I got to try to think because most of my guys were all from the earlier games since I was coaching. But I'm trying to think of guys who I played. Eli Ellis was obviously uh, a guy. Mason already touched on him and everything. Um, yeah. Joey Smith um, from uh, Center Grove is another guy. Um, I thought he played really well. Um, it was funny because he was trying to uh, be really sneaky in my game and um, get past the defender when uh, the team was shooting free throws and everything. So, um a little bit of cherry picking and everything so i had fun with him on that um he was good i'm trying to think i, I thought kobe bowles um played well um a lot of kids from that team played well hunter walston played well i thought um yeah i'm just trying to spitball names and everything but those are the quick names i could come up with i'm looking at um Looking at our score sheet too, and that's it's just a balanced effort against us. But kid I had that we didn't have last week. We so we we had three kids missing for fall break, but then we had one kid back from fall break, Noah Lovan from Providence. He he was our primary offensive threat for both those games, and it was just it's it's a um, it, we've got some I think got some nice pieces for for school teams and and. 
but really we're we're playing up in that pool just because of Lovan. I'm I'm blaming Noah for this. I'm blaming Noah. We should probably be uh one pool down uh with with the group of underclassmen that we've got. But I do like Noah's competitive. He's a he's a willing defender. He he battles, he's smart. He shoots the ball. He shoots the ball better than when I had seen him in the past. And when he gets in the paint, he's got a variety of different ways he can finish. And he was just our most effective player this weekend in, in what was um, a unique struggle for our guys. But but um, and one other guy I want to talk about, um, somebody we didn't play. Hold on a second. I got to find that. Um, Ah, hold on, I'm losing my losing my distance here. We already talked about Ford. Um was um oh, that's Lovan. There's that again. Hold on a second. Where's court? Oh, that's our next game. That's our next game. Okay, I'll I'll get back to that in a minute. But um No, I thought Danny Kelly had a really good game. Uh, in, in their first game, especially in the second half, came out, hit some threes. He's shown some range that he had that I hadn't seen from him in the past. Uh, that's a six-six forward from Bishop Lures, so he did he did a nice job for uh, Coach Kirby's team. Uh, and um, trying to think, some of the guys they had, it's like Carson Rogers had a decent outing in the game. They got beat. Coach Rutland kind of housed him a little bit. Uh, but they were missing uh they were missing Hamill from now from Kokomo. But Mason, anybody else in those later games? You got some more names we want to throw out there. Uh yeah, there were there was a there were a couple kids um on who was it? I think it was Sam DeVoe D two or G two. Yeah, I think it was DeVoe's team. Um, Cooper Zachary played really well. Right. Um, you know, he played, he played pretty well last week as well. Um, and then unfortunately, as we talked about earlier, there were some, he's the only kid on their roster. Uh, let's put it like that. Uh, but number three played really well for them. He was getting to the basket, hitting some, um, mid range shots. His first name was Chase. Uh, and the number 32. JR's brother, was... little brother, who's okay. at Notre Dame. Gotcha. Yeah, so he played well. Um, you can see, you can see why. Uh, and then number thirty-two, Braden, with an I, thought he played pretty well too. Um, you know, was getting to the rim, but was also hitting some threes from the outside too. Uh, and I thought he he showed you know a lot of aggression in putting the ball on the floor and getting to the rim. Um, you know, kind of a kind of a kid who could play inside and out. Um, and so I think that was one of the last games. And, you know, I kind of just sat on that court the entire time, uh, kind of watching those, those teams go back and forth. That's Kyler's favorite guy, Keenan, Keenan Garner. Love Keenan. Plays for them. This year. Yep. And he played, he played really well last week. He played, you know, pretty well, pretty well, oh, uh, yeah. yesterday, but. Um, you know, I don't. I did not think he played as well as the first week, um, but he did play well still. So, all right, Kyler, a few, couple more, and then I'll 
add a couple. We'll wrap it up. Man, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. He wasn't from the late game, but um, I'll throw in Brevin Burns as well from Mooresville. Yeah. Uh, he kind of his father. I coached his father. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm getting old. He stood out a little bit um, the first week, but I thought last week I got to watch him a little, or yesterday I got to watch him a little bit more. Um, but yeah, he's a dunking machine. He 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 attacks the basket. Um, he attacks the basket any chance he gets. Um, he's wanting to finish above the rim whenever he wants. So, um, you know, I, I didn't really see a whole lot of a jumper or anything like that. His his playing style is I'm going to attack the basket. I'm going to play through contact, and I'm going to try to finish above the rim. So he's a uh, dunking machine, huh? Yeah, I'd say so. He must or, he must get that from his mom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the family like uh like he must he came to we were coach we were at Eminence. He came to us. Josh his his father's name is Josh. He came to us when April Trailer, I don't know either of you two guys. Mason, you're on the girls' side. You maybe you've heard of April Trailer, but she was fantastic. Yep, I, I know. Yep. And but she transferred from Eminence to Martinsville. And as I understand it, the Burns family moved into their house. So Boys team benefited greatly from the transfer of April trailer. And so we were quite thankful because Josh was shoot. He was our tallest player. Unfortunately, he was one of seven freshmen on varsity. Uh, but uh, so the first couple of years were say rough sledding uh, to say the least, but uh, especially with some of the prepubescent group of kids that we had trying to compete against men. But, but nonetheless, he turned into a fine player. He had a chance to play a little bit in college. And, and now you get to see the the fruits of his of his uh, not so much labor, but uh, watching Brevin play. It's it's funny watching him play, and he he moves just like Josh. He's just a little bit more athletic. Yeah, I, and, I, I, like, I like Brevin. Go ahead, Mace. Yeah, I was just going to insert a uh, a fun fact about trailer because uh, with my women's basketball knowledge as a fun fact for everyone. Uh, her daughter was the starting point guard for Virginia Tech this year. Went to the really? final four. Yep. Transferred from Purdue to Virginia Tech. Uh, she is now playing overseas. Kayana is playing overseas. Um, and she actually got drafted in, in the WNBA draft this past summer. Uh, and her other two daughters are now at Radford as I believe a junior and sophomore playing together. So, she also had three Division One daughters, one of which made the, you know, the highest pinnacle of professional basketball on the women's side. It's official. I'm old. I am definitely old. But uh, anybody, uh, Kyler, anybody else? I don't think I have anybody else to add. Tanner Teschendorf, my guy from Mount Vernon. I hate the my guy thing. I'm not a my guy guy, so we can't be doing that stuff. But. Kid always plays hard, always flies around, but never gets himself in trouble. Um, he he is Mount Vernon is is loaded. He's part of that group, and I and I should shout out since not only did they help us, but he played well. Armani Wells also from Mount Vernon played on Coach Aldridge's team that that subbed in for one of the for the one of the teams that couldn't make it this week, but both those guys, Mount Vernon guys, to go with. You know, to go with Julius or Juju Juju Smith and Tyler Davis. Of course, they had a some bad news last week when they found out that um, 
Luke Girdle had injured his foot, likely broken. I mean, we I think we've got some news on that since, but probably won't be available to play until January, at least basketball. Um, but Teschendorf played really well, and he's goes right in there with Armani Wells. They're still going to Mount Vernon is still going to be good, and you know Tyler Davis is part of that group. And then one other guy I wanted to talk about. Um, actually, two guys I wanted to talk about were Damon Howard and Nigel Jewell, both twenty twenty five kids. Jewell is a point guard at North Central. Howard is a guard, uh, probably a point guard at Pike. Definitely will fill a couple roles there for what is an improving backcourt. Not only they've gotten Trencio Davis from Thrival Academy, and then they've also gotten, of course, Dijon Hall from Tenley. The Pike backcourt is is uh, found a couple extra pieces since um, <laughs> since June, so. Um, but both those guys played well. Uh, there was a, there was a deal where um, Damon Howard Jr. got a chance, got a break, got a breakaway, went up for a dunk, and it was. I mean, it was already the game was already kind of in hand, but it was sort of an odd celebration. Didn't think anything bad about it. Just thought, wow, it's a little bit exciting, you know, for what this was. But first in game dunk, so I guess that counts. That counts as something to be excited about. Um. But like watching them play, they hit shots. Nigel Jules' outside shots really improved. And again, like he's at North Central. They're they're going to be fantastic in the backcourt. And the the question for them will be what what kind of size they have, and that's that's a conversation for another day. So, uh, guys, anything else before we wrap it up? We're we're at the halfway point. We are at the halfway point of the fall league, and schedules are up for next week. We got I got that taken care of before I left. Uh, before I left Boys and Girls Club this week, we finished pool play. Uh, the older division or the varsity division finishes pool play, and then they get a cross pool game based on how they're doing. So there's going to be some good matchups. Uh, there's going to be some really good matchups tomorrow or next this Sunday night. So if you are a casual basketball fan and want to see some good basketball, come on out to Noblesville Boys and Girls Club and watch it. I would say that there's good games all day long. Um, but those 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. games start times are a little bit extra juice. Um, and same with the other, the uh, younger teams, their cross pool games were based on uh, what their record is so far. So they are going to um, <laughs> hopefully some teams will get a chance to snag some wins, at least one win. So be a good opportunity for those guys to to sneak one in. Mason, appreciate it. Appreciate your time as always. Um and, and your write up. You'll be you you've already sent me the write up, right? So we'll get we'll get some stuff posted on the website. I've got some stuff I'm gonna add to it tomorrow. Not add to your report, but add to the website. So we'll get more content up, especially since I got a chance to watch a lot more games this week. Uh Mason, tell people where they can find your the rest of your other work. Yeah, so you can find me at uh, Asher Scouting uh, on Twitter and on the web. And then my personal Twitter is at Mason H. Asher. Kyle, it was a big day for you yesterday. We didn't really talk about this yet, but we're going to close it up so you give give yourself some pub. 
give your give your website some pub. What? So yesterday we were on a, like a deadline, right? You were getting ready to coach a game, and then what happened? And then we got the news: Liam Five Star, twenty twenty four Five Star Wing Liam McNeely finally commits to Indiana after a long, long process. I felt like so. Obviously, got a lot of big stuff, a lot of good stories on that at whosrealestrated.com. Um, you know, we're still finding new things to write about with that and everything. Got a good scouting report that I did on him as well. We uh, we have a podcast out about it as well. But uh, we got another big, uh, potentially big commitment coming up on Friday with Boogie Flan. Um, well, not 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 too certain about that one yet. We'll we'll see what he what he picks, but. Uh, um, it's down to hit us or Indiana and Kentucky. Um, so that's another, you know, could be another huge commitment for Indiana as well. But we'll have all that information at whosreallustrated.com. So a lot of content this week, you know, so just so, pumping it out. McNeely's recruitment took a massive turn, right? When he, after his IU visit, he canceled. It was Texas, right? Yeah. So as I remember correctly, well, one, really his his recruitment took a massive turn when he left the state of Texas to go play at Montverde Academy in Florida. Um, and then a year later, you would say he goes on those visits and everything. And then he has the Kansas and then Indiana one. And then he uh, cancels the Texas visit, which was yeah. pretty shocking. Um, I thought just, just because it was a hometown school or whatever um, with that. So then it became Kansas and IU. And slowly but surely, I think Kansas and Indiana have a uh, slow recruiting rivalry building up. So it's been kind of fun lately. Woodson's undefeated in that one. He is in Baco and McNeely now. So two and oh, pretty good. Well, Boogie Flan, we'll see. That's a great name, by the way. But I think, yeah, I think everybody felt pretty good about McNeely going to IU after he canceled the Texas visit. Uh, if, if nothing else, it seemed like the Indiana visit prompted it. So yeah. that doesn't mean that Kansas wasn't weighing heavily in, in, in his mind, but, but it seemed pretty symbolic that his, uh, his visit to Indiana was like, nah, I'm good. We're we're gonna figure this out. So yeah, yeah, no, uh, I mean, give give major credit to Mike Woodson and his staff. I mean, and Brian Walsh, the assistant who really started off this recruitment. You know, they were just consistent throughout, and it just goes to show you with any school or whatever, if you stay consistent with the kid and everything, you know, usually the hard work, you know, most of the time pays off on that. Well, it'd be good. Looking forward to college basketball season started. Looking forward to high school basketball season started. We are. Not only are we two weeks away from the end of the fall league, we're halfway through it, as you mentioned, but we're also pretty much three weeks from today is the start of high school boys basketball practice. So looking forward to that. Mason, appreciate your time. We'll see you again on Sunday. We'll talk to both you guys next week. And and uh, Kyler, good, good luck this week with Boogie. <laughs> good luck to the website. Let's hope, let's hope for good news. All right, man. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thanks.